this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their Compliance Council, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to day 29 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Today, operationalizing compliance. Today is the penultimate day of my 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program series. Just as compliance sprang up and grew and began to evolve and mature in the middle of the last decade, the sophistication of the regulators has also increased since that time. I think we see, there, see this most clearly in the appointment of DOJ Compliance Counsel Wei Chen. Beginning with her initial public remarks in November 2015 at the New York University Program on Corporate Compliance and Enforcement, Chen provided insight into how she would consider the effectiveness of a compliance program. Her key point was that companies should operationalize their compliance program by tying it to the functional disciplines within an organization. This means that HR, payment, audit, vendor management, and similar corporate compliance disciplines should be involved in the operation of a company's compliance program in their respective areas of influence. Then in April 2016, under the remediation prong of the Department of Justice pilot program around FCPA enforcement, the DOJ once again emphasized the operationalization of your company's compliance program as the key metric in determining benefits under the pilot program. This means you must be actually doing compliance going forward. This evolution in the DOJ's thinking and its sophistication of compliance program analysis is a clear response to how the market initially responded to the requirement to have a compliance program in place back from the 2004 timeframe. In each deferred prosecution agreement, certainly for the past uh, seven years, in Schedule C details the best practices of a compliance program. And they have required that companies take into account relevant developments in the field in evolving international and industry standards in updating their compliance program. This requirement has led companies to keep abreast of best practices and continually, continually evolve their compliance program going forward. The DOJ, in turn, has upped its game and now requires companies to operationalize compliance and to be able to demonstrate that in an enforcement action. Compliance is a service within your organization, yet under the operational model, compliance is a profit generator for the business. Just as the law department generates business by doing transactions, compliance can be viewed as delivering services not only to the business unit, but also to third parties with whom your company does business. This means not only tra traditional transaction partners, such as sales agents, representatives, and distributors, 
but also joint venture partners, teaming partners, and others. Compliance can deliver compliance-related services to these third parties as a profit center. But never forget that doing compliance means doing business. There are multiple types of risk in any business, operational, regulatory, reputational, just to name a few. The effort to measure and then manage each of these risks can be led by the compliance function. The more efficiently these risks are measured, in other words, assessed, the more easily and efficiently these risks can be managed. This means the business is not faced with a binary one-zero or go-no-go decision on risk. But if your compliance is moved, if compliance moved into measuring and the management of risk through the operationalization of compliance into the business unit, the process would help you to do business more efficiently and with greater profitability. Compliance is a platform to make your company not only a better run organization, but also demonstrate the thoughtfulness and effectiveness of your compliance program should a regulator ever come knocking. This is because if you operationalize compliance into the fabric of your organization, compliance internal controls will touch every aspect of the employment experience in a way that is not obtrusive and will not slow down what you are trying to achieve as a business. Take compliance as a platform in HR. At every point in the talent management cycle, HR can insert compliance into that cycle. Those points include the pre-employment interviewing and screening process, the interview process with progressively higher senior management, the initial onboarding process, the quarterly, semi-annual, and annual performance review process, the annual bonus process, assessment and award promotions of existing employees. The platform of compliance can reach each of these touch points, and you now have an internal control burned into HR, which is a compliance internal control if you utilize it. Further, if there's any attempt to circumvent or override any one of these HR internal controls involving the hiring of a son or daughter of a foreign official, then a red flag can be raised and sent to the compliance function for further review. Compliance is also a marketing platform. Some attention has been paid over this 30 days to the use of compliance as a recruiting tool for millennials. One of The facts is around the millennial generation is they want to work in companies that seem to be doing business ethically and in compliance all while making money. Moreover, as Ethosphere demonstrates annually with its world's most ethical companies, businesses which win those awards on average exceed the New York Stock Exchange blue chip average for profitability. It will be interesting to see the results of ISO 37001 certification on financial profitability. Compliance embraces public advocacy. The Volkswagen emission testing scandal is one of the largest corporate scandals over the past few years. One thing that makes the VW scandal so unique, it is one of the scandals where the company's actions were so transgressive, they damaged the reputation of its competitors. As a response to the VW scandal, Ulrich Grillo, the president of the German Industry Industrial Manufacturers Association, the BDI, recognized that compliance is the answer. He urged companies to check their management process, including compliance and control systems. He suggested one of the key questions to be asked is, quote, are we doing everything right, end quote. When you have a president of a national industrial association saying compliance is the answer, you need to sit up and take notice. As we move away from the legal-based model of compliance to a more mature understanding that compliance 
may be best well thought of as a business process, we begin to see how compliance can fit seamlessly into a business. <clears throat> this integration will allow a business to move more nimbly and with greater acumen. Compliance has been largely di- driven by legal requirement over the years. The enactment of the FCPA back in 1977, the implementation of the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines in 1992, the passage of Sarbanes-Oxley in 2002, and the Dodd-Frank Act of 2010 have led to the development and innovation in compliance. Now the DOJ is moving the bar again by talking about the operationalization of compliance, and this development will continue to advance the corporate compliance function. When the regulators come to recognize and indeed advocate the business application of a legal solution, that solution will not go away, but it will continue to grow. So what are the three key takeaways from today? First of all, it's that you need to operationalize your compliance program. Literally burn compliance into the very fabric and DNA of your organization. You can do this through internal controls. You can do this through working with other corporate functions. But you have to be able to show that you've operationalized compliance into your business. Two, you've got to keep your program evolving. As the DOJ continues to evolve, as other compliance programs in not only other industries, but your industry evolves, your program needs to evolve. Additionally, your business is going to evolve. You're going to have new markets, new products, new ways of selling, new initiatives. Those all need to be reviewed from the compliance perspective. And finally, never forget, compliance is at the end of the day a business practice. It is no longer a legal practice. And as a business practice, you need to have your businessman's hat on when you think about doing compliance. How can you make compliance not only more efficient, but actually make your company more profitable? This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to Day 29, and I hope you'll join me for my final day of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program tomorrow on Day 30. Thank you again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.